This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ooh, something's fishy in San Francisco. Uh, are you buying this Paul Pelosi stuff? Something's very weird. What is up with Nancy Pelosi? She can't control her home. She can't control her office. Uh, Lee's open the back door. Lee's open the front door at the Capitol. All right, here's the story. 227 this morning. We are told by authorities that uh, somebody broke into the uh, home of Nancy Pelosi in San Francisco where Paul was and Nancy wasn't. Paul was uh, there by himself and He's like 82 years old, attacked with a hammer and, uh, you know, beaten up. He's in the hospital. They say he will make a full recovery. We request privacy at this time. And, oh, I'm also here. CNN is saying this was an assassination attempt on uh, Nancy. That she, The guy was going around saying, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Um, now, do I believe any of this? Um, not really, actually. Uh, no, this is fishy. Uh, and I saw Nancy Pelosi on CBS over the weekend. She was because she was, uh, desperate. She was unglued. She was, you know, just a flabbergasted, hysterical woman. She really was. I got to get some clips from that. Let's see if we can do that, please. The CBS interview when uh, Margaret Brennan starts asking her, you know, are you going to remain speaker? She goes, I'm not here to talk about that. She really kind of lost it. This is just the kind of stunt I could see them doing all morning long on CNN. They're talking about extremism and January 6th. And this is what happens when people uh, speak out on Twitter. It leads to violence. This is what they want. So I don't I'm not believing anything, quite frankly, this close to an election. I think we should all probably turn off our TV sets, not the radio, though. Uh, Don't believe it. Now, Paul Pelosi, what a character he is. Now, remember, this is like his what? Third running with the law enforcement in the past uh, six months. Um, got pulled over for drunk driving. And by the way, they're worth something like $400 million. And they don't have a burglar alarm. All right. Everybody knows where they live. I've seen, I know what their house looks like before this. I knew what their house looked like. It has those, those bay windows. It's like a townhouse. Uh, no burglar alarm. No security guard. You don't. You know, he drives himself. He doesn't get a a driver. Something's crazy. Now, the first I thought, I got to admit, that with Paul, oh, who also very tragically killed a guy when he was like 19 years old. It's true. I looked it up. Um, Paul Pelosi was driving and took a turn too quickly. And I think his brother was in the car and he was thrown out of the vehicle. Somebody else was severely hurt. Uh, one, two, what else did he do that was crazy? Oh, and also the Pelosi family. Nobody ever talks about this, but it's documented, public record. You know, what do they do? They give the Trumps a hard time. Oh, look at the Trumps. Look at what they're up to. What are they up to? Maintaining and growing their business. <laughs> Just perfectly nice people. 
Uh, but they're the worst people in the world, we're told. Well, Nancy Pelosi has a brother who was arrested and tried for rape, raping an underage girl. This is a long time ago. He was found not guilty. All eight other defendants were found guilty. But Paul, who was the son of the mayor at the time, hey, look, you know, uh, you say, well, what, what about you, Greg? I saw those headlines. Yeah, well, I wasn't arrested. Uh, this guy was arrested and put on trial. Uh, and why wasn't I arrested, by the way? Because it was a big scam case, and everybody could see that. So, anyway, enough about that. I'm not um, – well, they're going to have a press conference here very shortly. And I think what they want to do is keep this whole January 6th. This is a way to uh, – but we'll see. Maybe it's just some lunatic who broke in the house. But I wouldn't be surprised if they're high-fiving each other right now. Like, this is a lucky break. Let's say it's all legitimate. A real nut job broke in there trying to hurt Nancy Pelosi. They're ecstatic. They're ecstatic because they can milk this. They can milk it, try to turn it into something. Now, I won't let them. What I will do is I'll just play the tape from uh, when they tried to kill all those Republican congressmen. Do you remember that at the ball field in northern Virginia? Steve Scalise was shot. Steve Scalise was shot like six times by a crazy Bernie Sanders uh, supporter who drove all the way from some farm in Illinois to open fire on Republicans practicing for the baseball game on a field. And he knew what he was doing. He sought them out. Uh, That was just, oh, uh, horrible. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. We never had a discussion, a nationwide discussion about it. And I didn't quite frankly think we needed one. I know in a country of 300 million people, there are a couple of crazy people out there, and they're going to do crazy things. I don't like it. I don't want it. But I am not going to shut up. I'm not going to not say things, and no one should not say things. You know, as long as you are not threatening anybody, there's a hell of a lot you can say. Absolutely. You know, you can't, uh, we know what not to say, and that's why we're law-abiding citizens. Uh, But basically, when it comes to free speech, you should be able to say whatever you want. And what they are doing, and now they're even more concerned because our our hero, he, he really did it. He really did it. Elon Musk is now really in charge. We had a couple of false alarms there. Now he's in charge, and it looks, I can tell already, my shadow ban has been lifted. I've gotten 2,000 followers this morning. That's uh, that's a lot of movement, all right, the way my account goes. Let's see. Yeah, I'm up to 582,000 followers on uh, Twitter. You can check out what all the action is about at Greg Kelly USA. And with that comes some bad things, by the way. Now that I'm no longer shadow banned, I am being cyberbullied, and that's okay. That's just the price. Then that's kind of what you want from Twitter. You throw up an idea, and you test it. Some people like it. Some people don't. Even the, my critics are the funniest. They really are. They're great. They're, they're just so – the American people are fantastic. They really are. They get it. Even the ones I don't agree with. Well, they may not get it, but they're still good people. Not all, but, you know, somebody I know, pretty close to me, actually, Pulled me aside. He said, hey, Leo, I, I got to tell you something. I got to. I've known you a long time, Greg. You don't really believe all that stuff you're saying, right? It's like, what are you talking about? Well, you're just doing it for a paycheck, right? Are you serious? You think I would. I was so I was so insulted. And he said, well, let me tell you something. He says, you know, Tucker Carlson, he's just, he's he's in on the joke. He knows what he's doing. And then he says, you know, Tucker Carlson, I, I Tucker. 
He's so much smarter than his audience. And I said, that is one of the most dangerous, stupidest things I've ever heard. The audience, the audience, right. Because Tucker Carlson is good at books. He thinks he's better at the audience. No, he doesn't. No, he does not. I know Tucker a bit. I like him a lot. And um, I share a respect for people. Forget the audience. People. People are amazing. And uh, people are also can be pretty vile. Twitter shows you all of that. The good, the bad, and the ugly. I really like the good. I even like it when they're they're just totally diametrically opposed to us, but they're funny, they're informed, they're insightful, and it's uh, it's great. And uh, everybody can do something that somebody else can't do. I met a refrigerator repairman the other day. I mean, my goodness gracious, the stuff that those guys got to go through um, and the engineering involved, it's fascinating. Anybody, everybody, I met the guy who um, helped design the iPod, not the iPhone, but the iPod. He told me the whole story, um, how it got its name. You know what he had just done? He had watched um, 2001, A Space Odyssey, and it, the whiteness of it all. There was a lot of white, you know, a lot of white surfaces in that spaceship. And do you remember they would fly around in those little pods? Open the pod bay doors, please, Al. Open the pod bay doors. That's It's like pod, pod. It's like a pod. It's like a little... It's a little shuttlecraft from your computer. We'll call it the iPod. Anyway, people are brilliant. People are great. I saw some guy install um, shutters the other day in my house. It just—it's amazing the craftsmanship, the the skill, and the window is like a funny shape. And he was able to get in there and make it. And it's like, oh my god! It was like this window was born this way. Uh, just everybody can do something. And that's great. What's the deal with this press conference? We're still waiting on it. Okay. Uh, what do you think happened? Let me know. I think it's uh, it's this is some sort of setup. It has to be. It has to be. Uh, can you hear what Chuck Schumer says on this tape? I want to see if you can hear it. It helps when you have the words. But Chuck Schumer uh, commiserating with Joe Biden about how much they're going to lose in Georgia but you can tell he's trying to buck them up. We've got steam. We, uh, we're full steam ahead in Nevada. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. It's code for we're going to lose everywhere. Cut 32, please. This is Chuck Schumer on the tarmac with uh, Joe Biden. I can't hear a damn thing. All right. I could kind of say it's hard to believe that they will go for Herschel Walker, but they will. And again, Jane Doe, nice try. When it comes to Herschel Walker, you can't touch this. You can't touch this. Herschel is great, and he's going to win, and they know it. And, oh, by the way, hey, Raphael Warnock, we should have been vetting this guy from the start. Turns out he's worse than that Jeremiah Wright. Remember him, Obama's pastor? Not God bless America. God damn America. Uh, Raphael Warnock, cut 33, please. No matter what happens next month, more than a third of the nation that would go along with this is reason to be afraid. America needs to repent for its worship of whiteness. Yeah, just because you say it like that doesn't mean it's profound <laughs> or helpful. And the minister, what kind of minister is this? Um, Raphael Warnock. Next, cut 34. 
America, nobody can serve God and the military. You can't serve God and money. You cannot serve God and mammon at the same time. America, choose ye this day whom you will serve. All right, calm down. I do believe, I mean, you can't, you should never serve money. Money is a tool. It, it's it, it's a tool that we use. It serves us. Got to have some of it, but you can't dedicate your life. I, I agree with that part. But the first part, you can't serve God in the military. You can't join the military. Well, he should look. Um, he should look at the history of warfare. Every battle, I think, since Julius Caesar, they've gone in it with a uh, a pastor or a chaplain or a, a rabbi or a, you know, a, a, a person of God. I've attended mass in Iraq. I've uh, I've seen last rites offered. It's um, it could, there are so many believers uh, who wear the uniform, and I don't see a conflict. And oh, by the way, there's always going to be war. There always has been war, and that's um, that's all throughout the Bible as well. But he's wrong there, and he's a little bit crazy. Uh, but we're not going to vet him. We're just going to try to take down Herschel Walker. And again, I, I got a little bit of blowback here, but there's no way this woman ever met Herschel Walker. And if you don't mind, listen to her. This is the woman who accused him of uh, pressuring her to have an abortion and paying for an abortion. I can tell by the tone of her voice, she never met Herschel Walker. Now, does that sound extreme? I don't think so, actually. Cut 30. Herschel Walker says he is against women having abortions but he pressured me to have one. I am coming forward now because I saw Herschel deny the allegations by another woman who claimed that he had paid for her abortion. Won't tell us her name. Comes forward now, uh, what, 10 days before the election with a tall tale. And I... Think she works at Starbucks. I think she's a liberal. I also believe she's never seen a football game in her life, and she never met Herschel Walker. This is what happens. Anything goes this close to an election. Anything, like um, uh, Christine Blasey Ford, right? Just put her out there. They're going to make such a big thing now about this Pelosi uh, home invasion. If it was that. And you know what they did? They encouraged. They encouraged something like this happening to a Supreme Court justice. They damn near want, they wanted it to happen. They wanted to see a Supreme Court justice assassinated. You know why? Well, you know what that would have meant? That would have meant Joe Biden appoints a new justice, automatically gets confirmed because he has a majority, and they keep their precious abortion. They, they would have kept their precious abortion. Thank God that didn't work out, but they let those protests continue. When they're against the law, you can look it up. All right, give me a moment. Hey, it looks like the cops are moments away, two minutes away. We'll have it when we come back. The San Francisco cops are going to hopefully get to the bottom of this uh, weird thing with Nancy's husband. Be right back. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Nancy's house protesting were Antifa and BLM members th- that didn't like their uh, pro-abortion views. There were a lot of views. I mean, otherwise, Nancy would have said those are MAGA supporters in front. 
These are these are wackos from San Francisco that it's our own creation. You know what I'm saying? Uh yeah, and uh and again, don't forget about uh Paul himself. Paul Pelosi may have had a uh he's got an active lifestyle. I don't know what's going there may be a lifestyle component to all this. Um Greg, I got one question. What? Another question. Uh well look, we got um what's his name? Uh Schumer saying why are they voting for Herschel Walker? I think that's a racist comment. And uh, we do have a, another person running, Joe Pena. If you could get him on, I appreciate if you could like you know give him. Exposure. Oh, we've had we've had uh, Pena on plenty of times. I love Joe Pena. Uh, and what else about Joe? He's been on my Newsmax show. We're rooting for Joe. Got a, one hell of a task in front of him, Schumer. You know what I mean? They've got uh, so much power and clout. Yeah, thank you, pal. Um, still waiting on this press conference to start. And uh, hey. I saw Eric Adams today on the subway uh, breaking the law. He's, uh, you know what he was doing? He was blocking. Uh, I didn't see this. I saw this on social. I saw a uh, video of him wearing a ludicrous over-the-top three-piece suit with that windbreaker jacket that says he's the mayor, right? And he's playing guitar. He's playing guitar. He borrowed a guitar from somebody, you know, one of those... Guys on the subway who's playing guitar, they're so annoying. They're not supposed to be on the subway. Don't give me this. Oh, it's the beauty of New York. It's the culture of New York. No, it's not, uh, especially when we're taking it to work every day, and uh, we don't want to hear that. It's very rude. Imagine somebody just walking up to you and turning on a radio and saying, listen to this, all right? And music is the most overrated thing uh, in terms of, um, like, having access to it. We all have access to any piece of music that was ever made in the history of the world at any given time. Uh, I don't need to hear you on your guitar, uh, especially when I'm doing something or I'm trying to read. It's very rude, and it's illegal for a reason, all that stuff. So Eric broke the law. He's been encouraging people that he's breaking the law. He's sitting on a dumb little stool right in front of the door, but it's like, look at me, I'm Eric. Uh, Yeah, this is a lot of fun. No, it's not. Somebody give that man a summons. Ah, give me a moment. One more, one more break. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Well, that was weird as hell. That two-minute press conference from San Francisco on the Paul Pelosi situation. I'm going to turn it around. It happened just during the commercial break. It's it's over and done with. All right. They come out and they say the officers were responding to a wellness check. No indication as to how that wellness check was initiated. Why? Why did they think to go over there? Did somebody call the police? Not at the Pelosi house. Did Paul Pelosi call? They didn't say they responded to an emergency call. They were it was a wellness check at two twenty seven in the morning. That's weird. Again, uh, who initiated it? Why? What the hell is up with that? 
They didn't take any questions. They just ran out of the room. Uh, let's see. They get there, and two people are holding a hammer. Paul Pelosi and some guy named David DePep, 42 years old. They're both holding the hammer. The cops walk in. David DePep starts attacking Paul Pelosi with the hammer as soon as the cops get there. Uh, that's very weird. And uh, they, they arrest David DePepe. Who he is, anything else about him? Nothing. No other details. Where the hell does he live? These are the kinds of things you put out there. Um, they're charging him with attempted homicide, elder abuse, uh, all this stuff. And if you have any more questions, uh, they refer you to the statement from uh, Nancy Pelosi, who said nothing, who said respect our privacy at this time. What the hell is going on here? The cops, the cops said, <laughs> that was very weird. Now, I do see this a lot with law enforcement. Some of them, uh, they don't know. They're they're not lawyers often, and they don't know. I mean, they just, their knee-jerk reaction is to not tell the public, to minimize the public. But they can say, they can share details. Why? Why did they run up? Why wouldn't they take any questions? Under under strict orders from Nancy Pelosi? Under orders from them? Why? We have a right to freaking know here, all right? The midterms. This this could impact this could impact national policy. All right, so I got this all. I press rewind. All right, here it is. The whole press conference is pretty quick. You ready? Hit it. Morning, everybody. My name is Chief Bill Scott with the San Francisco Police Department. At approximately 2:27 this morning, San Francisco police officers were dispatched to the residence of Speaker Nancy Pelosi regarding an A priority well-being check. When the officers arrived on scene. They encountered an adult male and Mr. Pelosi's husband, Paul. Our officers observed Mr. Pelosi and the suspect both holding a hammer. The suspect pulled the hammer away from Mr. Pelosi and violently assaulted him with it. Our officers immediately tackled the suspect, disarmed him, took him into custody, requested emergency backup, and rendered medical aid. The suspect has been identified as 42-year-old David DePepe. Mr. Pelosi and Mr. DePepe were transported to a local hospital for treatment. This is an active investigation currently being led by the San Francisco Police Department Special Investigations Division. We are working closely with our partners from the FBI, the U.S. Attorney's Office, the U.S. Capitol Police, and our District Attorney here in San Francisco County, uh, D.A. Brooke Jenkins and her team. The motive for this attack is still being determined. Mr. DePepe will be booked at the San Francisco County Jail on the following charges. Attempted homicide, assault with a deadly weapon, elder abuse, burglary, and several, several other additional felonies. Before I go any further, I'd like to thank the responding officers for their swift action this morning. Those San Francisco police officers are Officer Colby Wilness, Officer Kyle Cagney, and Sergeant Edmund Hoang. I'd also like to thank our emergency dispatcher, Heather Grimes, who's standing here to my left, for a really amazing job. And that's it. Pat themselves on the back and no questions, no questions whatsoever. They're both holding a hammer. Were they laying down together? Were they struggling for the hammer? Uh, were they? Did they each have their own hammer? What the hell was going on? <laughs> so weird. 
alleged pilots, multiple. All right, who was this guy? Who the hell? Oh, I get it. All right, here we go. Here we go. David DePape, they're linking him to the MyPillow guy, COVID, January 6th conspiracies. Here we go. FBI and U.S. Capitol Police now are joining the investigation. (laughs) David DePape. Why would they just run out of the room like that? I want to know. I want to know. That was a very, I would like to bring in, you know who I should call? I should call my dad. Why would they run out of the room like that? One is all very weird. I'm not buying it. There's something gross going on here. The attacker shouted, where is Nancy? And all today, you know who I saw on the TV? I saw uh, McCabe. They're trying to get struck. All those FBI guys talking about January 6th again. With le- with a week and a half to go before the election. And maybe this will somehow, they'll be able to shut down or shadow ban all over again, conservatives. It was fun while it lasted, right? We're able to speak our minds. Let's see here. The Twitter game has been changed. That was so strange. Chief Scott, I got to get a, 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 this is all coming in right away, right now. Uh... No, it's not adding up. And you couple this with how worried we know they are. I mean, they're worried. We heard them all huddle together on the tarmac yesterday. What's going to happen? They can't believe it. Herschel Walker is going to win. And that's right. Herschel Walker is going to win. And this latest stunt ain't going to work. Cut 31, please. Herschel Walker, you are the man. Well, I'm going to just say right now, you know, guys, I'm done with this foolishness. I've already told people this is a lie, and I'm not going to entertain and continue to carry a lie alone. And I also want to let you know, I didn't kill JFK either. And right now, they sent him one out after he got crushed at that debate. Now the Democrats are doing, say, whatever they can to win this fight, to win this seat. But I want them to know they don't know Herschel Walker. They don't know that uh, I'm from right here in Georgia, and I'm going to win this seat. Um, good for him. Good for him. Now, going back to Paul Pelosi, there could easily have been a a lifestyle component. Did he know this guy? You know, just because he had all these theories, they're saying, where is he from? Where is he? David the Pape. I'm trying to find out. I'm working it. I'm working it right now. Um, this is all strange, but we can't let it distract us. Lee Zeldin should be the next governor of New York State. Everybody knows that Kathy Hochul is terrible. And uh, here he is just on on fire the other night. And this guy, again, he's fighting for us. Kathy Hochul is fighting for status and prestige. Cut 42, please. Well, listen, you ask the will of the people. They want to see reform. Even Mayor Adams says that judges should have discretion to weigh dangerousness. I don't think that if you're two Mexican cartel drug smugglers busted with $1.2 million worth of crystal meth, that you should just be instantly released on cashless bail. Now, Kathy Ockel supports cashless bail. As soon as it got implemented, she was out there bragging about it. She chose the champion of the defund the police movement and the architect of cashless bail, Brian Benjamin. Yeah, that guy who got arrested and had to resign. That was her first big decision to make him the lieutenant governor. We need to repeal cashless bail. We need to repeal the HALT Act. Amend raise the age and less is more. We need to make our streets safe again. I'm running to take back our streets and to support unapologetically our men and women in law enforcement. 
This is about all of us together, Republicans, Democrats, independents, as New Yorkers, to make sure our streets are safe again, to make sure our subways are safe again. This is our opportunity. Two weeks from tonight, we can continue with the status quo where they believe they haven't passed enough pro-criminal laws, or we could take control of our destiny and make sure law-abiding New Yorkers are in charge of our streets again. Okay. <laughs> that guy definitely slept well that night. Good for him. Oh, I played another... Uh... You know, all these failed mayors are asking for uh, raises right now. Lori Lightfoot, uh, cut 39. She deserves a raise. The mayor of Chicago, really? Cut 39? To be clear, the ordinance that was introduced today would put um, the mayor, uh, the city treasurer, and the clerk in line with all the other elected officials regarding a cost of living increase, uh-huh. salary increase. So I want to make sure that's clear. Um, and it puts it puts us in line uh, with the, the alderman. It would not go in effect until uh, 2024 um, at that point. And each member, the mayor, um, the clerk um, and the treasurer would have the ability to opt in or opt out. Uh, and then we have Eric Adams, of course, famously, man, what is it all about with Eric? What is it all about? Listen closely when he tells us what it's all about. And remember, when he said this, he was uh, he was actually a, an office holder. People had voted for him. He asked for the public support. They gave it to him. This is back when he was a lowly state senator. Cut 40. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. We deserve more money. We deserve to be paid for the job we're doing. I deserve a raise. I deserves a raise. Uh, no, you don't. You deserve actually a ticket for breaking the law this morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did. He did. All right. Is this thing going to distract everybody? Is it going to be a big deal? Yeah, they're going to try to say that this is another sign of, uh, you know, the MAGA movement. We're all responsible. No, we're not. No, we're not. These things happen from time to time. All right. There are crazy people. They listen to the adults talk. They don't actually understand what's happening. And they, 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 they misreact. They go nuts. When Steve Scalise was killed, I did not say the left was responsible when um, he wasn't killed, he was seriously wounded on that ball field. How about when those guys opened fire on uh, like five members of Congress? That happened a long time ago. But every time they say that January 6th is the deadliest thing that ever happened, it wasn't. And this this is weird. And I want to know. Uh, I have questions. Uh, were they both? Let me hear just the, 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 the and no questions. One more time. Chief Scott in San Francisco. Good morning, everybody. My name is Chief Bill Scott with the San Francisco Police Department. At approximately 2.27 this morning, San Francisco police officers were dispatched to the residence of Speaker Nancy Pelosi regarding an A-priority well-being check. When the officers arrived on scene, they encountered an adult male and Mr. Pelosi's husband, Paul. Our officers observed Mr. Pelosi and the suspect. Where? 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 Encountered encountered them where? And what were they doing? Encountered them. Were they struggling? They were both holding. They were in the process of holding a hammer. What were they doing? Encountered them. What? The details are left out. Were they on the floor? Were they in the kitchen? Were they on on a bed? Were they clothed? Were they, why are these things relevant? It would, it is relevant. It would tell us something about who this guy is and why he was there. Did it, was there a pre-existing relationship between David DePape 
and Paul Pelosi. These are reasonable questions. These aren't purient. These aren't. This is reasonable. Give me the rest. Give me the rest of this weirdo. The suspect pulled the hammer away from Ms. Pelosi and violently assaulted him with it. Our officers immediately tackled the suspect. Stop. The suspect pulled the hammer away from Mr. Pelosi. I, I mean, was the guy defending himself from Mr. Pelosi? What else did Mr. Pelosi have on him? And they said that this was a wellness check. Uh, don't doesn't somebody call the cops and say you got to check on somebody because I think they're dead? I haven't heard from so and so in a long time. What the hell is going on? Press play. And took him into custody, requested emergency backup, and rendered medical aid. The suspect has been identified as 42-year-old David DePepe. Mr. Pelosi and Mr. DePepe were transported to a local hospital for treatment. This is an active investigation currently being led by the San Francisco Police Department Special Investigations Division. We are working closely with our partners from the FBI, the U.S. Attorney's Office, the U.S. Capitol Police, Uh and our district attorney here in San Francisco County, uh, D.A. Brooke Jenkins. Stop. Just think how political all of those organizations are, huh? The FBI, the Capitol Police, the District Attorney's Office of San Francisco. You might as well say the Democrat National Committee is handling the investigation at this point. Uh, Jerry is in New Jersey. Am I am I uh, overreacting, misreacting? I think uh, this is all, all very, very bizarre. Hi. Hi. No, you're good, Craig. Do you really believe, or they want us to believe, that the Speaker of the House, who has more security than Fort Knox, somebody walked in with a hammer and hit her husband? I don't think so. I don't I think, think so I think she either. got the hammer, and she hit the husband <laughs> because she found out about the girlfriend. Well, she does have an alibi here. She was apparently in, uh, in uh, where the hell was she? Uh, Washington. Anything, anytime anything happens to this guy, she's always away. Uh, what else? I mean, I, it's just so weird. David DePape and all, right now they're, they're dragging out all the associations. Oh, he likes like Mike Lindell. Oh, he wasn't for the COVID vaccine. How do they find this so quickly? Oh, I, I just heard that sure. name a moment ago and there are, there, there's his bio. David DePape. Let's see here. David DePape. Who the hell is he? Sources have identified. The suspect as a Berkeley resident, David DePape. All right, here you can go right now. I don't think this guy is a, I don't think this guy leans right. San Francisco police said that at 2.27 a.m. on Friday morning, officers responded uh, for a reported home break-in. Well, that's not what the guy said. He didn't say that. It was a wellness check. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. Something's up, Jerry. Something's up. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, you got it. We're going to get to the bottom of it. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
Well, it gets weirder and weirder. It really does. I'm sorry. Hey, they told me, by the way, right off the bat, Speaker Pelosi, you're like, well, Greg, you shouldn't be making light of this. Well, they said right off the bat that Paul Pelosi is going to make a full recovery, which tells me that his injuries are not that serious. That's what it tells me. It also tells me after the police that Paul Pelosi may have known this guy, that the guy may not have broken in, that they may have had a quarrel, that they knew him, that maybe Nancy knew him. Who the hell is he? Why would they walk out? Why would they walk out so quickly, the cops? Hey, just, okay, you could bet the rumors are flying, but um, who knows? Who knows? I'm uh, looking into things right now. And got, uh, got, uh, all right. Oh, that's interesting. I can't, I, oh, I can't repeat this yet. I got to get a couple of things verified. Uh, oh yeah. They're trying to blame MAGA. Ooh. All right. Now some of the networks are getting off this quick. I noticed CNN is now, oof, they can't put this in the rear view mirror. Fox is staying with it. And MSNBC is now dialing it down. Because this could not, <laughs> I don't know, I, 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 I don't know, I literally don't know, but uh, I do know that it's weird, very weird. Uh, oh, we're almost out of time for the hour, so let's go to uh, uh, Daryl in Nutley, hi. Hello. Hi. How you doing? Good. Hey, I was kind of wondering, I mean, I was wondering this for a long time, but if we elect the president, I mean, I don't think uh, Joe Biden could count from zero to 100 by threes. And uh, who's making these decisions? Oh, man. Can I do that? Uh, yes, actually, I can. No, That's you e- probably can. No, it's easier than – yeah, it's easier than it sounds. Three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, eighteen, twenty-one, twenty-four, twenty-seven, thirty, thirty-three, thirty-six, thirty-nine, forty-two, forty-five, forty-eight, fifty-one, and so on. I'll stop there. All right. Yeah, no, we all know he's lost, and um, we all know that this can't continue for much longer. Thank you, Daryl, very much. Let's do one more. Alan in Queens. Hi. Uh, good afternoon, sir. Um, I would have two quick points. Go. Okay. Anyone with a smidgen of objectivity can realize that Herschel Walker is so woefully unfit in terms of education and experience. Hey, leave him alone. Maybe because he doesn't. Are you actually? I disagree with you. I disagree because it's the tone of voice. It's not polished enough for you, perhaps. But I got to tell you, this guy is quick on the stump. Do you remember when they asked him about, uh, you know, what's one thing that Joe Biden did that you agree with? And he said, uh, well, he likes ice cream. I just thought that was great. And then they're like, no, that doesn't count. Give us a real answer. Well, there's one thing, um, but he didn't do it. Unify the country. Herschel Walker is fantastic. Yes, I understand. Is it a silver tongue? No. But actually, if you really listen to him, it all grammatically works. He's be- he's a better speaker than Eric Adams, who every other word is the wrong word, and grammatically it doesn't agree. Alan, you're wrong. But thanks for calling. Goodbye. Uh, how the hell could he say that about Herschel? Herschel's fantastic. And he's going to win. <laughs> All right, what's the status here? Is it time? It's time. I'll be back in a couple of minutes. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
All right. Again, uh, Nancy Pelosi has told me that um, has told the world that Paul Pelosi is going to make a full recovery. And they said that first thing this morning. So translation, he's fine. All right. He's fine. No problem there. Scratch a bump. Who knows what? But we don't know a damn thing about this. I, 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 the fascinatingly vague press conference in the history of press conferences. All right. No questions. This thing, this event happened 12 hours ago. All right. The cops know what the hell happened at this point. Or are they, is this out of respect for Nancy? Is this a small time? You know, San Francisco is kind of a small town in some ways. Big city, but a small town. Uh, Ooh, there's a window conspicuously open. I have not seen that before. There's one of the windows open on uh, Nancy's house there. What is it up? What's up with these cheapskates and the total lack of security? It's $300 million. You know what? If I were worth a million dollars, I'd have a butler and a chauffeur and this, that. Can you get that with a million dollars? Probably not. It's not, doesn't go as far as you, it used to, but, uh, all right. Let me hear this press conference again. Paul Pelosi, just to recap, if you didn't know. Uh, Nancy Pelosi put out a statement early this morning saying that her husband, Paul, was attacked in her home uh, in San Francisco. Nancy was not there. She was in Washington. Uh, He's resting comfortably in the hospital and will make a full recovery. And everyone's like, who, what, where, how, what, uh, what? And uh, the police came in and uh, muddied the waters. (laughs) They they gave some information, but uh, I think they confused it all over again. Go ahead, please. These are the cops, the San San Francisco's finest. Um, I don't know much about the San Francisco Police Department. I just was not impressed by this press conference. Okay, go ahead. Good morning, everybody. My name is Chief Bill Scott with the San Francisco Police Department. At approximately 2.27 this morning, San Francisco police officers were dispatched to the residence of Speaker Nancy Pelosi regarding an A-priority well-being check. When the officers arrived on scene, they encountered an adult male and Mr. Pelosi's husband, Paul. Our officers observed Mr. Pelosi and the suspect both holding a hammer. The suspect pulled the hammer away from Ms. Pelosi and violently assaulted him with it. Our officers immediately tackled the suspect, disarmed him, took him into custody, requested emergency backup, and rendered medical aid. Stop. The suspect. Stop. All right. If you listen to this guy, he said that the guy only started attacking Paul Pelosi when the cops got there. Uh, Okay, that's strange. I mean, I believe this guy. I, I, I believe him, but why isn't he telling? Why isn't he filling in the gaps? They encountered Paul Pelosi and this man, forty-two-year-old David DePape, both holding a hammer. Were they struggling for the hammer? Were they fighting over the hammer? Were they? It sounded to me, quite frankly, like they were asleep holding a hammer. And the cops come in and they wake up Paul DePape, and he starts freaking out. Who knows? They didn't say. Uh, how did he get in the house? And how did this all start? It was a wellness check, a priority A wellness check. Let me look that up. What is that? A An A priority well-being check. Uh, go ahead, press play, please. Has been identified as 42-year-old David DePepe. Mr. Pelosi and Mr. DePepe were transported to a local hospital for treatment. This is an active investigation currently being led by the San Francisco Police Department Special Investigations Division. We are working closely with our partners 
from the FBI, the U.S. Attorney's Office, the U.S. Capitol Police, and our District Attorney here in San Francisco County, uh, D.A. Brooke Jenkins and her team. The motive for this attack is still being determined. Mr. DePepe will be booked at the San Francisco County Jail on the following charges. Attempted homicide, assault with a deadly weapon, elder abuse, burglary, and several, several other additional felonies. Before I go any further, I'd like to thank the responding officers for their swift action this morning. Those San Francisco police officers are Officer Colby Wilmes, Officer Kyle Cagney, and Sergeant Edmund Hoang. I'd also like to thank our emergency dispatcher, Heather Grimes, who's standing here to my left, for a really amazing job. All right, fantastic. I got to hear that far. Did he, did Mike, because I'm looking up wellness check, and it says not routine, not emergency. I just got to make sure I'm not hearing anything. Uh, I'm not imagining. Can you play it just the very top of it again, please? Good morning, everybody. My name is Chief Bill Scott with the San Francisco Police Department. At approximately 2.27 this morning, San Francisco police officers were dispatched to the residence of Speaker Nancy Pelosi regarding an A-priority well-being check. Stop. They were dispatched. Dispatched regarding an A-priority wellness check. What the hell is that? That sounds like they were dispatched. So somebody called the police and said, look, uh, we think that something might be amiss over there at the house. Can you guys discreetly go over and check it out? Because nobody called 911. Um, now, was something maybe a, a burglar alarm tripped? I think they would have said that. Something stinks. Press play. Officers arrive on scene. They encountered an adult male and Mr. Pelosi's husband, Paul. Our officers observed Mr. Pelosi and the suspect both holding a hammer. Stop. You see how, like, there's no detail here? Both holding the, a hammer. It must be the same hammer. They encountered Paul Pelosi and the suspect. Encountered? Why won't they tell us? Were they struggling? What the hell was going on? Were they canoodling? Everybody's thinking the same thing here, by the way. Well, look, hey, why, hey, why the hell am I getting all this heat? I mean, I don't mind it, but I, I'm, I'm raising these questions. They're valid questions. This is what I put out on, on, on Twitter so far. What the hell kind of press conference was that? No questions, vague statement, and then they leave? I have questions. Number one, they were both holding a hammer. Where? On the floor? In bed? Clothed? Two, who initiated the wellness check? Three, where is David DePapey from? He's 42 years old. Where is he from? Did he really say where is Nancy, as CNN is reporting? Four, did DePapey only attack Pelosi once he saw the cops? Or was there violence that preceded the cops' arrival? What the hell is going on? <laughs> this is, this is, these are fair questions. Uh, you want to see how the world is reacting to me? Oh, boy, yikes. Thousands and thousands and thousands of retweets, comments. Oh, my God, how dare you? Um, let me see here. Twitter, take these fools off of Twitter. Greg Kelly is one of the worst. Shut the F up. Uh, hammer time. 
Uh, if you ever needed evidence, there are trolls on Twitter. I submit this subhuman dirtbag. Greg, give me a, what? Now there are some. There are plenty of other people who are. I think their reactions are priceless. One guy writes: Was the guy with the hammer yelling, "This is MAGA country"? Oh, sorry. Wait, what the, huh? Never should have happened. Inexplicable to begin with. Secondly, glad he will make a full recovery. However, how in the Hades did an idiot with a hammer get anywhere near? Somebody says, grow up, a-hole. Somebody says, I'm absolutely disgusting. Another person says, did the assailant yell out, this is mega country? Uh, something doesn't quite smell right to me. I don't believe this, S-H. Uh, something very shady is going on here. It was a false flag. The Democrats, the Democrats, can't help but overplay their hand, real or fake. Wow, scum of the earth, Greg Kelly is already looking for a conspiracy theory. Uh, no, I'm looking for the facts. And the cops just gave us a very sparse, incredibly sparse uh, rendition. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I really wonder. Something smells like Nancy. Recovery, end of story. Jesse Smollett, 2.0. <laughs> Has anyone see the Asindiero brothers? I think those were the Nigerian boys who uh, uh, were hired by Juicy. Uh, we all know if he wasn't beaten, it was Pelosi mad at her husband. Paul Pelosi is undergoing brain surgery. Is that true? I think the statement they put out was a little bit too cavalier, a little bit too all is well here. Is the guy undergoing brain surgery? We don't want that. We want this guy. That's very serious. How about the fact that she has multiple levels of security and somehow the attacker was running around the home screaming, where's Nancy? Yeah, you know what? And it's very January 6th-ish because if you go back to January 6th, there were like two people walking around the hall saying, Nancy, oh, Nancy. Remember that? And Big O, they're trying to say, oh, gosh, yeah, threat to democracy. Everything was hanging in the balance. You, know, you let the people inside. Nancy Pelosi can't tr- control her personal place of residence or her place of work, her office, the Capitol, which is our office. They just let them inside. And I, I don't know about you, but I am not, not encouraged by the presence of the FBI and the San Francisco District Attorney's Office. No way. We're talking. That's where Kamala was, the DA, you know. She was the DA there. She ran that office. Steve in New Jersey. Hello. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Greg, how are you? Good. Hey, uh, Greg, uh, just to the point you were just making as far as the uh, the dispatch uh, call, why did the officer go out of his way to compliment the dispatcher and call her out by name and say what a wonderful job she did if that was obviously not a 911 phone call? So who, you know, what was she doing for that wellness check? Who did she speak to? It's as you said before, a lot more questions than answers. Did she? He praised the dispatcher. I know he praised the cops who responded, but he praised the dispatcher too. At the very end, he calls her out by name, first and last name, and and a wonderful job done by the dispatcher. And that's when 
when you mentioned that last portion about, you know, looking up the wellness check, that's just jumped right out at me. Very interesting and very weird. Steve, thanks for that. Uh, let's see. George is, uh, oh, he also is interested in this uh, police uh, situation. George, what's up? Hey, Greg, how are you? Uh, big fan, thanks. Um, so the A priorities is usually a uh, disturbance call with possible weapons. So when they do an A priority, it's a... Uh, could be a, it's a disturbing well, but hold on a second. Hold, hold on. It's an a priority wellness check. Now, wellness check. We all know that that does not convey weapons or anything uh, like that. I no, I'm, I understand that. But what is it? I understand. But what's strange is, you know, right now I'm confused as well. Now, oh my god, because if it's an a priority, that means you know it's it's a severe it's a severe check on the welfare of uh, a person. I don't know. And then the thing with the dispatcher, if it wasn't a 911 call, then, uh, you know, you wouldn't have given praise to them either. Well, and how would they, you know, how would they know who called? Who, how were, how were, how were the cops initially alerted to this? Uh, we don't know. <laughs> we, it's just, uh, something is weird. Uh, any other thoughts on this? You're a cop, huh? Former cop? Um, Still, still uh, on the force, 23 years. All right, so don't tell us anything more. We don't want to get you in trouble. But anything else? I mean, uh, oh, I got to go for a break. This is strange. I want to play it. Oh, ooh, ooh, I'm getting a little bit of information here. Hold on a second. I got to digest this and check it out. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, am I on the air? Oh, good. Um, here's another question. Paul Pelosi was sentenced to three years probation uh, two months ago in August for his drunk driving conviction last May. Were his activities this morning in any way in violation? Where was he last night? Was alcohol involved? Often when you get sentenced to probation, um, you uh, you have restrictions, uh, especially related to DUI. You have restrictions on what you can drink, when you can drink, how you can drink. Is he wearing one of those monitors? I want to know. I do. I do. I do. And if it seems like I'm nitpicking, well, um, sorry. Uh, somebody has to do it. A lot of people out there are like, well, let's see how this plays out first. I don't want to, I don't want to stick my neck out on anything. Respectful. You know, this is Nancy Pelosi. She's stood up behind President Trump and tore up, tore up the State of the Union address. Who stuck her finger out at him during a cabinet meeting and stormed out of the room. Remember that? I mean, she colluded throughout the government, throughout media, to sabotage, to attempt to sabotage his presidency. And I think she's a crazy, delusional uh, person, very bad speaker of the House. I think she's in it for all the wrong reasons. Money, prestige, power, those stupid SUVs so you can feel like you're really important getting in and out of a mini caravan. Remember that trip she took to Taiwan when the whole world said, don't do it, she went? Uh, I remember once, you know what they did? They closed down the entire fifth floor of Saxeth Avenue so she could go buy, get this, an orange jumpsuit. She bought an orange jumpsuit. Who the hell buys an orange jumpsuit? She did. And it cost $5,000. 
And you can see it. You can look it up. She's There's a picture of her wearing the silly orange jumpsuit. I was there the day she bought it. I couldn't go to I couldn't go upstairs because Nancy was up there buying this silly orange jumpsuit for her photo shoot for the um, New York Times. Uh, here she is, by the way. I think she's the whole family's becoming unglued. Here she is over the weekend on the CBS Face the Nation show. Cut 56. I want to ask you about that the future and the new yes. Congress potentially. Yeah. Um, you told Andrea Mitchell earlier this week, we need generational change, but in some cases there's no substitute for experience. Right. Will you remain in leadership in the new Congress? I'm not talking about that. I'm here to talk about how we win the election. But to deliver uh, on I, all I these was only things. Paying, I was only paying Andrea a compliment for all the experience that she has. I see. The, but the fact is we so, need to... So you may or you may not. I'm not here to talk about me. I'm here to talk about the future, America's working families, for the children. It's always about the children. Mm -hmm. Yeah, always about the children. That's what I always get when I look at Nancy Pelosi. It's always, oh, everything she does. (laughs) Uh, She sounded a little desperate, a little uh, hyper there, right? Cut 57, please. On the issues that voters tell CBS News are important to them, Abortion ranks number seven. Up top, economy, inflation, crime, immigration. Was it a miscalculation to believe that the momentum from striking down Roe versus Wade was going to help Democrats? Uh, Why not talk more about these issues around the economy? Well, I can just say this. Uh, Nobody ever... The elections are about the future. They're about uh, the economy. Everybody knows that. Nobody said we're doing uh, abortion rather than economy. 24% of likely voters, according to our polling, uh, are motivated by this issue about Roe. That's a good number. But you need them to win, right? That's right. They need to show up. Let me say this. Here's what happened. Let's just talk about what this comes down to. In these races and why I'm optimistic about it. Yeah, you're optimistic about it. A historic loss. Maybe you're optimistic because you had a couple of tricks up your sleeve. Not buying it. This is weird. You guys, the lies apparently started right off the bat. He's going to make a full recovery. Is he really getting his brain operated on? All right. Thoughts and prayers. Seriously, be back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. You know, a lot of people are out there just saying, uh, breaking news. The intruder screamed, Where's Nancy? Well, according to whom? This is one of those times where you don't want to necessarily believe sources. Uh, Sources have been wrong, (laughs) Uh, always uh, full of fake news, especially when they're anonymous. And I'd like to know uh, who said that, who's reporting that. And, oh, by the way, just because let's say for a moment that that was yelled or let's say for the moment that the police heard that or it was reported as such. I don't know. Does Paul come up with that as an excuse? <laughs> I Paul was sentenced to DUI. Yeah, we already talked about that. Yeah, that uh, under probation. Now, the guy from, um, uh, we had a caller, former police officer, mentioned something about the dispatcher being acknowledged, which was kind of uh, unusual. Can I hear the part where the guy, the chief, gives the shout-out to all the folks involved? Go ahead. I'd like to thank the responding officers for their swift action this morning. Those San Francisco police officers are Officer Colby Wilmes, Officer Kyle Cagney, and Sergeant Edmund Hoang. I'd also like to thank 
our emergency dispatcher, Heather Grimes, who's standing here to my left, for a really amazing job. Heather Grimes. Well, I mean, look, uh, law enforcement sounds like you know, they, they did what they were supposed to do, except, I'm sorry, the chief, who has not told us enough information. Had not told us enough information, not nearly enough information. Here I am asking all kinds of questions, but these questions need to be asked. And everybody else is just tiptoeing around. Everyone, uh, oh, who the hell's this? Why do you want to talk to me? Uh, Pennsylvania Democrats cheat like crazy. However, he is in very poor health. So I don't know. Hmm. Uh, what's going on? Someone's trying to tell me something about Pennsylvania. Uh, hmm. Uh, Oz is going to win. I don't think we have anything else to worry about. Do you? Hey, listen, uh, we're going to bring in a, a special guest at this point. Um, uh, Ken Falk is a retired U.S. Navy EOD person, explosive ordnance disposable. Uh, they, they went out and or demolition. Uh, they went out and found bombs and mines. <laughs> He's, that's dangerous work. He is now the CEO and chairman of the Boulder Crest Foundation. What they do is they try to help out people with uh, traumatic brain injury. You know, the government can only do so much, and they have a big uh, therapy retreat all set up. Uh, the Boulder Crest Foundation, you can go to bouldercrest.org. Hey, Ken, uh, how are you? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I'm good, Greg. How are you today? All right. Welcome to the show. Hey, what would you do in the Navy? I was a bomb disposal guy, like you mentioned. Um, yeah, I spent 21 years in the in the Navy and and. Went in as an E1, the lowest rank, and came out as an E9, the highest uh, highest enlisted rank. So uh, had a great career. Wow. So the bomb squad. Um, and you put on those heavy suits sometimes? and uh, Or did, it, did basically the robots do it all at this point? Well, I think it's getting much more robotic, but it's, it's definitely not all there. And I don't think it – truthfully, I don't think it will ever be. But the robots have definitely been big. And, you know, when I was in um, – the bomb suits were just really starting to make it in. I had, back in the early 90s, I'd gone through the British um, IED school, the improvised explosive device, their pre-Northern Ireland course, and you had to wear the bomb suit then. But, you know, in the U.S. military, you know, just there was never a really big threat of terrorist bombs, and, and we never wore the bomb suit. We wore a flak jacket and a helmet, and that was it. When you get up to a bomb and you're trying to defuse it, are all bombs pretty much wired the same way? I would imagine... Those bomb makers, uh, they're you know they're individuals and they make them in different ways and they certainly don't want to help you, the bomb defusal guy. So it's not like the green wire is always the wire you cut. I mean, it's always different. <laughs> is it always different? Always different. It's always different. You know, the, when you think of military ordinance, you, you know, you think of all the different types of ordinance that are out there, and every single one of them has a different way of what we call rendering safe or render safe procedures. And then the terrorist stuff, it's just, I mean, some of it's made with, you know, pieces and parts of stuff that they find and others are much more sophisticated, including cell phone circuits and, you know, printed circuit boards and those types of things. So uh, you see everything from very crude devices to very sophisticated things. But the, the biggest challenge with the terrorist stuff is finding it. Well, uh, disarming of it's normally you know, not that complicated. It's, it's really finding the things, and that's, they're very good at hiding them. Well, once these bombs go off, and they do go off, uh, they can do a number on your brain. I mean, obviously, they can kill you outright, but uh, a concussion, traumatic brain injury, uh, mild brain injury, 
so many of our men and women in uniform have suffered from TBI, and uh, they only can do so much, the government, and that's where you guys come in. Uh, what's it all about? Yeah, so we, you know, our specialty, we have partners in the, in the, in the, that are serious neurologists and the traumatic brain injury side, but we focus primarily on, on the post-traumatic stress. And, uh, and, you know, going to war, you know, leaves a mark on, on people. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you're broken, um, but the, the work we do is really to, to help men and women, you know, recover from the trauma that they've witnessed in, in, in war. And, and, you know, I always tell people that, you know, war is, is, is the worst of humanity, uh, what you see when you're there and your friends getting killed and having to kill others and all the things that happen during wars are, are the worst thing that humanity has to offer. And, uh, and people come home and those scars sometimes don't go away easy. Sometimes they never go away. And, and what we do, we've, we've partnered with a psychologist out of the University of North Carolina uh, by the name of Tedeschi. And Tedeschi, in, in the early 90s, had, had coined this term post-traumatic growth. And we were really intrigued by that. And we thought, well, you know, we've got to be able to do something with this. And, and we've seen, you know, historically, you've seen these stories of remarkable trauma where people have just, you know, come through it in a remarkable way. Prisoners of war from Vietnam are one that – that story always sticks to me. Holocaust survivors, um, you know, survivors of, of, of earthquakes and hurricanes and all the things that happen. And, 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 and people do become better versions of themselves after trauma. And that's really what we try to teach, that if you do a few things right, um, you know, stay off of the booze, stay off of the drugs, and do a few things right during these traumatic times, once the grieving process is over, that you can really go on to do some remarkable things in your life. And the brain actually heals. The brain can heal. I've been hearing this about Fetterman, and I heard it, uh, quite frankly, in my own situation. I I once had a mild uh, brain injury. I had a pretty bad concussion. And I thought I was totally fine. The doctor was like, uh, you're not totally fine. And I'm like, yes, I am. And uh, they gave me this test and that test and the other test. And apparently I wasn't so fine. And he said, don't worry about it. Your brain can heal itself. And I'm like, really? And yes, it's just like, you know, you get a you get a bruise on your leg. It goes away. Same for the brain. Same for the noggin, which is kind of incredible. It is. It's an incredible organ. It's, a, it's the least understood organ in our body. Even the top neurologists and neuroscientists just don't fully understand it. And it's every day there's something new that's being being learned uh, about it. I'm a former hockey player. I've had many concussions. I've been uh, blown up more times than I, I care to count. I've been around too close to explosions too many times. And, you know, all of that stuff leaves a mark. But it's it's a matter of sometimes it's a matter of just waking up in the morning and, and, and looking at life a little bit different than, than when we went to, went to sleep the night before. Well, it sounds like you're doing some really interesting work. Uh, the, let's see here. I want to make sure we get this right. Uh, the Boulder crest foundation, bouldercrest.org. And, uh, let's say we sign up for that. I, you know, and, um, obviously all these nonprofits, you need, you need money to render, assistance and to keep the programs up and running uh where does the money go that's a great question you know all of our programs are free of charge to our participants so we spend the majority of our money almost 90 percent of our money uh, on on the people that come you know uh, running a nonprofit's no different than running a business you know you need some money for administrative costs and things but we do our best to keep those costs down uh and, and and do a great job at it as well but 
but but everything that the participants get when they come to one of our facilities is is completely free of charge to them, so they have no out of pocket costs. And that's that's what you know that's what good nonprofits do. And just a little bit on okay, I show up at a Boulder Crest uh, uh, facility. And uh, immediately you throw me out because my brain is fine. <laughs> it, it, or, uh, but what if I really needed some work? I mean, just give me an idea of the day in the life. Uh, what happens next? Well, I, I think, you know, first of all, you know, you, you chuckled a little bit when you said that your brain's fine. All of us have struggles, right? I mean, all of us have some struggles in life. And that's really what we're trying to do at Boulder Crest is, is teach people that struggle is normal. Because if you enter the mental health, traditional mental health system, there's a chance you never come out of that. You know, once you're diagnosed with something, uh, the chance of getting away from that diagnosis, getting off the medication, it's challenging. And that's what we're trying to do is normalize struggle. When people understand that, they can fight their way through it in a much better way. But we have multiple programs at Boulder Crest. Our flagship program, and I call it that because it's one we've spent the most money on scientifically studying, is called Warrior Path. And that's a 90-day program that starts with a seven-day residential uh, setting at one of our facilities. And that's open to combat veterans and first responders. And, uh, and today's National First Responder Day. And, and you know, huh. these men in blue and women in blue, I mean, it's, you know, the, the, the streets are tough. And, um, and they need as much help as, as our military does. And we're just honored to be able to help them as well. And, and that's really what we do. We get seven days residential and then 90 days afterwards, they, they leave in a cohort, you know, the, the eight of the men or women that come through the program together. They enter into one of our apps. We have an app called MyPath, and, and on that journey where they're learning every day for the next 90 days and longer, yeah. many of them stick with yeah. us for forever. I love it. Um, it it's, it's awesome. All right. Really hey, I got to go. Uh, we're out of, almost out of time. But let me ask you this before you go. Ken, uh, is there a uh, a biblical aspect to any of your training? And if there isn't, I'd recommend it. I hope there are a few Bibles around these facilities because I got to tell you, I've been a little bit dabbled with the mental health and, uh, you know, um, the Bible just uh, did so much for me, does so much for me. And I think, uh, I think anybody can benefit. It's obviously you don't push it on anybody, but, uh, just, just something to think about. No, it's, you know, it's our, our, we have four areas of wellness at Boulder Crest, mind, body, spirituality, and, and financial wellness. Um, all of which are equally critical, and uh, and there are Bibles laying around the place, and uh, and we get, you know, Muslims, Jews, Christians, atheists, we get them all, as you can imagine, with with your military background, and 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 all of them in one way or another, really, really come out of this program looking for something deeper. Excellent, excellent, excellent. All right, so Ken Falk, we appreciate it uh, from the Boulder Crest Foundation. Just go to BoulderCrest.org. Uh, if you want to uh, make a contribution or learn a little bit more, uh, bouldercrest.org. And uh, let me just make sure I got that right. Yes, I did. Hey, Ken, thanks a lot. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks a lot. Have a good weekend. All right. You too. You too. Oh, we'll be back in a little bit. That thing about Pelosi is still not confirmed, but I'm getting closer. Give me a moment. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Yeah, members of Congress, unfortunately, uh, have been uh, targeted, harassed. Uh, some have been even killed before. I remember that guy. Where was he? In Guyana? There was a congressman in the late 70s. Remember Jonestown? And there was a congressman who went down there to check things out. And um, he was totally freaked out by 
by Jonestown. Remember that Jim Jones and the big clan? And one of the things that really scared him, um, you know, he's going now, it's a wellness check and he's going around the camp there and they had him for this big dinner and there were like a thousand people there. And, and he says, well, and he's nervous. I saw this footage. He gets a microphone. Jim Jones gives him a microphone and well, I can tell you, we're going to go back to America and I'm going to tell them all that, um, I really found a lot of happy people down here. And the people get up and they start yelling and screaming and cheering for 30 minutes for 30 minutes and they don't stop. This guy is even more terrified. Uh, Jim Jones knew what was up. This guy was going to go back and, you know, tell the world and and they were going to shut Jim Jones down. So, so, uh, they killed this guy and then Jim Jones killed everybody else. Wow. What a situation. Uh, but what other congressmen about, Oh, remember Rand Paul, Rand Paul, some crazy guy opened his door and attacked him, punched him in the face, did all kinds of things. I remember that was like a national joke. Everybody had a good laugh at that one. Uh, now everyone's uh, on the, oh, this is a threat to democracy. This is a threat to democracy. Uh, you know what's a threat to democracy? That creepy press conference where they didn't tell us anything. Uh, since when the hell are these unelected people in such power where they can't share that information? No, that's not good. Brad is calling from Cleveland. Hi. Oh, it's Brian from Cleveland, but that's okay, too. Oh, shoot. Oh, gosh, these guys. You guys realize you make a mistake on the board. It really makes us look like jerks. Uh, Well, not, well, uh, uh, maybe I'm overreacting. Uh, Brad can take it. I mean, Brian, what's up? Hey, they didn't say if there was any forced entry or not at the Uh, Pelosi house. You're absolutely right. Was there a break-in? Nothing like that. None. Can I hear the first couple of seconds of that, please? Good morning, everybody. My name is Chief... Bill Scott with the San Francisco Police Department. At approximately 2.27 this morning, San Francisco police officers were dispatched to the residence of Speaker Nancy Pelosi regarding an A-priority well-being check. When the officers arrived on scene, they encountered an adult male and Mr. Pelosi's husband, Paul. Our officers observed Mr. Pelosi and the suspect both holding a hammer. Stop. The suspect... Yeah. How did the suspect get into the house? What about the well-being check? What the hell kind of who initiated it? Where did it come from? It's all weird, Brian. Very weird. Thank you very much. Marco in the Bronx. Yeah. Hi, Craig. How you doing? Good. Uh, you're one of the best, buddy. I can't believe what I just saw. That police chief. Oh, how transparent. He shooed everybody away. Two minutes he talked. He had three cops. That were there with their names he had. He could have been talking. He could have let them say exactly what they saw. But no, they ran off the stage. I've, I, I mean, that's so transparent that they're just trying to hide something. They're afraid of something. It's transparent that they're not is, being but... transparent. Hey, you know what they also did? You remind me. You know, talking, praising the uh, officers like that. That's like hiding, hiding behind heroes. I've seen it a million times, you know. Uh, praising uh, people and you do kind of nefarious things while you put them out there and you say, you know, somehow questioning it is undermining uh, people. It's it's a little bureaucratic, nasty trick. I don't like it. Marco, great point. Oh, wait a second. The pastor's on the phone. Pastor Hank from Oceanside. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very good show today. Huh? I just wanted to comment about everything. <laughs> uh my my comment uh, was earlier in the show when you had referenced uh, uh, the Reverend Raphael 
Warnock, where he said you can't join the army and you can't fight and all of that and go to church and be a Christian. Um, I hate to say this, and I don't want to sound racist, but there's just a lot of dumb black pastors out there that have never gone to Bible college. They don't know John 3.16. They never led anyone to the Lord. They never said you have to be born. Now, hold on a second. Look, Pastor Hank, I don't like it. There are a lot of dumb, bad pastors out there. There are. You know it. I know it. Doesn't matter what the color of the skin is. Now, one of my favorite pastors in the world happens to be a black person, T.D. Jakes. So we, we, you know, I don't think we do anybody any favors or sells any favors, anything when we say there are a lot of dumb black, a lot of dumb white, a lot of dumb. I just don't like singling a group out like that because I don't think it's fair and I don't think it's really accurate. Um, yeah, there. Uh, but Pastor Hank, you and I almost always agree, but uh, uh, not this time, all right? I don't like talking like that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, stay in touch. Steve in Long Island. Steve. Hey, Greg. How's it going? Great show. Yeah, you're two, two callers ago, the guy stole my thunder. Uh, you know, they never mentioned whether there were any pry marks on the door, what was the point of entry. You know, was this guy let in? Could this have been a homosexual affair? Keep in mind, Pelosi was busted earlier this year for DUI. And do you know who was in the passenger seat? A younger woman. So these people are very sleazy, and I think this whole damn thing was staged. Uh, I thought there was a younger dude in the car, quite frankly. I didn't know it was a younger woman, but you're right. Look, he's on probation right now. Paul Pelosi's on probation for a DUI that he got this year. And, no, oh, by the way, he ran over somebody and killed him when he was a teenager. And uh, Pelosi's, I mean, they're, they're dirty. And they're so rich. Why not buy some protection? A burglar alarm, something. This was not that. The cops are actually, you know what? I think the cops are taking having some mercy on Nancy Pelosi. That's what they're doing. The details are embarrassing, so they're leaving them out. Yeah. I think that just occurred to me, Steve. They're leaving these details out because they're doing a favor to Nancy, right? I think I think I think that's what's happening. It's a bit look, it's a small town. San Francisco's not that big. She's a very important person there. And the police are uh you know, praising the dispatcher, praising the cops, leaving out key details because uh, you know, it's it's an ally and they don't want to offend her and uh I think that's what happened. I think I think it might be there might be a lifestyle component to this. Have you ever heard that phrase before? It's cop talk for uh, something personal between the uh, victim and the perpetrator, i.e. a relationship, a pre-existing relationship. But who knows? Who knows? We'd have more answers if they gave us more information. I am thoroughly confused all over again. I'm going to try to get this straightened out by tonight's show. Thank you all for participating. Uh, Sorry I didn't get to all the calls. Have a great weekend. Tonight at 10 p.m., I'll be there. And my book is available wherever books are sold. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.